The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Don't give a shit when I talk about my fantasy team right now. Not at all. <laughs> like I've I... been scroll- Since you've been talking, I've been scrolling. <laughs> Wait, I just told you all this stuff about my fantasy team. You don't care? <laughs> you weren't listening intently? Uh, I was listening intently when... No, I wasn't. I was just thinking about my fantasy team when you were talking about your fantasy team. Just waiting team. for your turn to talk. Just yeah, like just... <laughs> Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast and the only podcast that wasn't injured today, unlike every other Bills running back in today's game. I'm your host, Nate, and this is our Recap Edition podcast, where we will discuss the Bills holding off the Lions 14-13 to in New Era Field. John is out tonight, so I'm joined by my co-host, Mike, for this podcast show. John, who? What is up, Nate? <laughs> is this the first Is this the first thing where, you know, is, is it, it was last podcast, last time we're going to talk to John, is it, are we just going to kick him out if, the, if today's podcast goes well? <laughs> is he just done? <laughs> All right, so Wait, that's where John would normally jump in. I, okay, you forgot. Yeah, John usually goes yeah. first, and yeah, <laughs> we might have seen the last of John. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how the that, we'll see way. how the ratings do if the ratings <laughs> if he's part of sweeps or whatever. So okay, you know how we normally start um, each episode with a question of the day. So this question of the day doesn't really have to do with the game so much. We'll go into the game a little bit later. But I, I was thinking about this today, and I keep forgetting to bring this up. But is there anything that makes you look more guilty on the NFL field than putting your hands up, like in the air after a play, <laughs> like as if like I didn't touch him, <laughs> like you just throw your hands up in the air, like whether you completely held someone and then you throw him to the ground, you put your hands up, like I didn't touch him, like after a pe- pass interference call where the guy like completely has his hands all over another guy draped basically draped all over the guy and then he puts his hands up. I feel like that's just a trigger for a yellow penalty flag to come out immediately after, right? Like, has that ever happened where a guy put his hands up and there wasn't a flag thrown? It's basically admitting guilt. So they should just 
act nonchalant, like nothing happened. Act like nothing happened, right? It's it's almost like an admission of guilt. Like like the ref was like, I think that was past interference. Oh, the guy's trying to make it look like it's not past. It's like the cover up is always worse than the crime, right? Like, oh, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, what would be the real life equivalent? What would be the real life equivalent? Oh, okay, like putting your like. Uh... You see a cop car and you hit your brakes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Whereas if you just kind of keep speeding through and you don't slam on your brakes, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. The cop's like, at first the cop's like, I think he was speeding. My speedometer says he was speeding. But oh, there you tap the brakes. <laughs> Whereas if he's like, then he's like, oh, maybe I'll just let him go. <laughs> you could yeah. probably just be looking down at your scrolling through your feed on your phone or whatever until you see red light. Uh, brake lights from yeah. passing motors and then look up, you know. And then look up, yeah. Yeah. Is that how you do it? But everybody <laughs> taps their brakes. Everyone taps their brakes. Yeah, everyone. Just like everybody when they hold throws up their hands. Dude, I don't tap my brakes anymore because someone told me that oh. the, that the oh, cops really? go after you. Yeah, I don't tap them anymore. Instead, I just take my foot off the gas, you know, because one way he can't tell. I mean, I'm already past him. Here mm-hmm. I saw my speed. So, yeah, it's admitting guilt. That's a great example, Mike. See, that's the thing about this game. This game didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't like when they were losing 13 to 7 and they were going to lose, it kind of goes into last week's podcast. I mean, was it going to ruin your day or whatever? I mean, they're out of it. And now it's just kind of moral victories, right? In progress. That's that's all we're looking for. You know, we want Josh Allen to do better. We want the offense to look better as a whole. And, you know, we want the defense to continue to look good. And no major injuries. Obviously, that's that's the most important thing, I think, above anything else. You know, uh, Matt Milano's injury beside last or aside last week, which he should be back for training camp. Um, but but yeah, nothing serious where you don't want Josh Allen to get injured. Obviously, you want him to see, see him to take steps and uh, and stuff like that. And I think that they continue to look uh, pretty good again today. I, I mean, it wasn't this isn't the kind of game where you're just like, wow, man, like this win was huge. You know, I, I don't think that they, I think it builds them as a team for sure, but I don't think this is something that, you know, with a better team next season, this, I mean, the Lions are out of it too, you know, like they're basically, there's the same record as the Bills right now. So, um, I don't know, moral victory, I guess. What do you okay. think? Well, I mean, the Lions are a decent team. Eh, they're pretty crappy this year. <laughs> they have a franchise quarterback. That's how I measure teams, right? They they have a, not a great quarterback, but. Week in and week out, a very good quarterback, hot new coach. Yeah. So knock him down a peg was good. Yeah, for sure. You 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 know, I was just thinking, how why are the Lions so bad this year? I mean, they they do have a franchise quarterback, like you said. They have they have good receivers. Kenny Galladay was amazing today. He was he had his way with Tre'Davious White basically all game, and um, I think it's got to do with their division. Now that we always make an excuse in the Bills division that we're in the AFC East and the, the Patriots are always great. I mean, they have the Bears this year who look really good. They have the Packers who are always in the thick of it and the Vikings. And that's a tough division. You know, I think all of those teams besides the Lions have a winning record right now. So, yeah. No, I I mean, it was a good it was a good win. It was a good win. Um, and, you, like, I'm not into putting people down. You know that. Oh, right? you? Eh. Not no, no. <laughs> Schoenfreud, right? But no, no. Seeing Patricia all upset, that felt good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you mean kind because. Of by the Patriots by proxy a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I like that. That's a good point. Seeing Matt Patricia um, normally of the Patriots before this season, right? Always the defensive coordinator. Yeah, that was nice. 
maybe he'll fail miserably and have to go. Has any assist- falling back to Belichick with his tail between his legs, like <laughs> McDaniel's had to do? Oh, they all do that, don't they? They all go back to suckling from the Bill Belichick teat, you know. It's just like <laughs> none of them succeed. Has any of them succeed? I don't think none, so. None, right? Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Big. Oh. No, I don't think so. It's been yeah. McDaniel's went back. McDaniel's went back. Um, it's gonna be a host of others. We just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Weiss, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, yeah, none of them ever succeed after leave. That just makes me think that, you know, once the Belichick-Brady era is done. It's over. It's got to be over. No one will ever be able to replicate what they've done in the NFL as an organization, as a franchise. It's just unbelievable what they've accomplished. And to our detriment, every step of the way, you know, we've had to, you know, everyone in the AFC basically. You know, they've made a Super Bowl practically every other year. And then they've won, what, five out of eight of them that they've been to. It's just unbelievable the stats they've made. And and hopefully since they lost today, I'm just hoping that they don't get that number one or number two seed, that buy. That buy is huge. I mean, we talk about that in fantasy, you know, football. But like in the NFL, having that first round buy is huge. It's less chance of one of your major players getting an injury, you know, and then gives a chance for those some of those injured players to get healthy again. So um, I really, really hope that the Patriots lose enough just so that they lose that first round by and then they uh, possibly get kicked out in the wild card round. That's what I hope for. So, um, but yeah, I mean, You're hoping the, the Chiefs win it all, aren't you? Uh, you know what? Well, we'll uh, not really. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, the Bills could have had Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if I want him to be. I know he's going to be good. I don't know. You don't if, want Patrick Mahomes? You mean, do I want him on the Bills team? <laughs> you're. I wouldn't mind him Jeez, on the Bills team. You're like team. worse than John sometimes. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Please, he's going to be the MVP of the league. Well, I know. I don't want to root for him to win, though, because if he wins, then that means that we should have used that pick on Patrick Mahomes. We definitely should have used that pick on Patrick Mahomes. Yes, exactly. So, okay. So in saying that, do I want him to succeed then? I mean, I want the Bills to succeed above else, but then I feel like I want other teams to not succeed because of it. <laughs> you know, the Bills could have had Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, and they decided that they were uh, they were going to trade down. So I don't know. I don't know. I I like him. Don't get me wrong. I I love the fact that he, he's doing what he's doing. Of course, I don't think he'd be doing what he was doing in in Buffalo anyway. Would you? I mean, I think he's got a much better offensive minded coach. In Kansas City, I think he's got. I mean, Andy Reid has succeeded everywhere he's gone, basically. You know, so um, he's done well with just Alex Smith. So of course he was going to do well with a a quarterback that takes more chances. So, um, and he's got a ton more weapons. He's got Kelsey, Tyree Kill, um, Calvin. Be- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, he used to have Kareem Hunt. You know, it seems like any running back they put back there, you know, automatically scores a touchdown and you know has six catches. It's it's, it's a recipe for success for the most part offensively. It's just in the playoffs where Andy Reid just seems to always let let down his team and franchise. So, um, yeah, I like Patrick Mahomes. You? <laughs> sure. Yeah, in conclusion, I don't know who I want to win the AFC, to be honest. <clears throat> Phillip Rivers? Do we want Phillip Rivers to win one before he's done? He's only got a few more years left. Um, who else is doing nah. <laughs> nah, okay. Um, Houston Texans are doing well. Yeah, they're fun. But 
Anyway, going back to the game. Yeah, uh, going back to the game. <laughs> I think the Bills' defense, even though the Bills' defense only held the Detroit Lions to 13 points, I think they were missing Matt Milano a little bit in pass coverage and uh, defending the run. I thought there were a few plays where normally Matt Milano would be, you know, ball hawking and and just he just always seems to be around the ball. And I think they were missing that today. Cool though. Cool note though is um, in the Bills' uh, post-game speech, you know, in the locker room speech where they, they give the game ball out and everything like that, and they let the guy who gets the game ball, um, you know, do the Bills on three, right? And uh, they FaceTime with Matt Milano right before they did that. So he he had just had surgery for his broken fibula, and he was in his hospital bed, and they, uh, they uh, FaceTime with him. So that was pretty cool. That's a cool That's story. Cool. Yeah. Doesn't this – so – before we get more into this game, doesn't this team just make you like it more? And I don't know if it's the Buffalo Bills media um, group. They just do a great job of showing the story of the of the team and the players and stuff like that. Um, but I thought just stuff like that, it just I feel like this team is bigger, even though it's a, a five and nine season at this point, And I know they're not going to make the playoffs. Um it just makes me, I just like this team a lot more. They're just fun. They just, they just have this, you know, this fire that I feel like other teams and other previous staffs have just lacked, you know, I, they make, they make it, they make themselves very likable to us fans and they make us very root. You know, you, they make you want to root for them. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, it seems like much more than years past, like congratulating each other, cheering for each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, Josh Allen running down the field to congratulate, you know, Robert Foster or just, yeah, congratulating each other is just huge and, and being part of a team is just, yeah. This feels unlike previous seasons. I mean, last season, I feel like it was the start of that and it just continued on with this season. And it's just something that, you know, they always talk about culture and the process and stuff like that. And I, and with, with things like that, I, I, I see it in, in practice and I see it working. Um, also, you know, friend of the podcast, uh, Mike Love, defensive end, got his first start today, or not his first start. He got his first action today. He didn't actually start, um, but he was cutting into some of Eddie Yarborough's snaps today. So that was good to see. Hope to have him on soon um, to talk about his first game experience and hopefully get some more snaps before the end of the season. Um, we always love talking. If you haven't listened to that podcast, by the way, where Mike Love tells his story and uh, and really gives us an in depth, you know. Um, feel for what the locker room is like at one bills drive um check that one out but yeah all right well let's go into our stats by the way one of the things that i want to say for one of the reasons why the bills won this game and probably the main reason is that the lions special teams was worse than the bills for once (laughs) finally we played a team with an even worse (laughs) one missed uh point after and one missed field goal one botch point after did you see that it was almost like that Bills botch point after the other a few weeks ago, hmm. it was like the uh, the the holder thought for sure. Oh, this is going to be a a fake, right? And everyone else is like, "What are you doing?" Should always double check on fakes. You got to double check. You know, I was thinking that too. But how would they give the sign that hey, I'm just double checking? Like you know, like thumbs up. Because if I was a defensive lineman on the other side, I'd be like, "Oh, you just gave the thumbs up." You know, it's going to be a. <laughs> It's definitely going to be a fake. I don't know. What do you do? Nod? I don't know. Every time he nods in film study, it is a fake extra point, you know? Who does a fake extra point, by the way? Is that ever done? What do you get, two points? I don't think you, you don't get a touchdown. Like You must get two. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it was like seven. But you're going like 30 yards. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. Because the point after is what at the fifteen or something. Anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Twenty five. Twenty five. That sounds about right. So stats of the game. Stats of the game. Brought to you by our T Public store for uh, your last minute Christmas gifts for Bills fans, friends, family. Um, go to our T Public store. tpublic.com slash stores slash ctw pod the ctw pod is just like our twitter handle circling the wagons pod um so if you're not following us on twitter you should definitely do that it's a fun time we love interacting with bills fans we follow back all bills fans um we have about 1600 followers right now so yeah um so yeah let's go to the stats of the game let's start on the bills side of the ball stats of the game for the buffalo bills josh allen 13 for 26 204 yards passing, one touchdown, zero interceptions, which is great. Great. No no, no interceptions today and no fumbles by the Bills. So really mistake-free football. And that's what they need to do to win these games until they get a little bit more talent on the offense. They just need to not turn the ball over. And Keith Ford led the way with uh, 14 carries for 46 yards. During the game, Marcus Murphy, who is the third-string running back, by the way, LaShawn McCoy was out for the game. Chris Ivory was out for the game. Marcus Murphy started the game, left halfway through the game, and Keith Ford, the fourth-string running back, who's just signed off the practice squad this last week, um, came in, and he had 14 carries for 46 yards. So oddly enough, though, for the first time in weeks, Josh Allen is not the leading rusher. So although he did have that one touchdown, that one rushing touchdown um, in the first half, which was a great great run, by the way, um, he only had nine carries for 16 yards. So um, kind of a different game for him. But what isn't a different game is uh, Robert Foster having four receptions for 108 yards and one touchdown. Um, just another great game by him. It's the third game in a row he's had over 100 yards. It was, and the only, um, I want to say the only receivers to do that were, since 2000, were uh, Lee Evans, and I forgot the third one. I saw it on Twitter. But uh, good company to be in. Five targets. Four receptions and five targets. Isaiah McKenzie, second leading receiver, six receptions, 53 yards on seven targets. Um, Robert Foster also had that um, all-important touchdown late in the game. What a beautiful pass that was, by the way, Mike. It was just, it was like that. It was not only did Robert Foster do a good job of getting open, but Josh Allen just, you know, just a great touch pass right to where he could get it. Just gave him enough time to just, walk right into the end zone. I feel like we don't talk enough about how great um, Josh Allen can be accuracy-wise across the field with with crossing routes, you know? He just seems to stick them in the hands and just make give give his guys chances to uh, to really to really make a play and not just fall down and catch the ball or die for him or you know whatever leap up 10 feet in the air to try to catch it. Like he seems to he seems to catch him in stride and gives them a chance to get some yards after catch. Um, and yeah, that that pass to Foster was a thing of beauty. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was not a hard catch. Nobody was on him, but an over the shoulder catch. Yeah, I was gonna say like Willie Mays, but then I'm like, ah, Nate's not a baseball guy. <laughs> I I feel like I've heard of Willie Mays making an over that. What did that win the World Series or something? Is that why that's important? Because I know it's like <laughs> eighty years old. <laughs> that reference, <laughs> like use a reference in this uh, this century. <laughs> This uh, century is like 18 years, man. <laughs> I think there's a demon behind you. Oh, it's very possible. 
It's very possible. Well, let me know if he does anything or she does anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really worried. Have you ever been like, so I noticed when, uh, speaking of demons, (laughs) when we had um, our son and I was just like dead tired, go down every night, like two or three times in the middle of the night to get a bottle or whatever. And I remember being so tired and like just turning on lights. So if you ever like watch enough scary movies, you kind of get scared at night of, you know, eh, whatever, like, eh, you know, there's something there, or, you know, someone's trying to kill me. That's like a serial killer, you know, hiding it, whatever. When I was so tired uh, from getting up in the middle of the night, I was just like, I don't care. I hope somebody, I hope something or someone just does murders it. Cause you. yeah, murders you. It's just, I, I don't, I don't, it wasn't that I hope, I guess, is I didn't care. I was just so apathetic. Utter and, indifference. Utter indifference. There's gotta be a psychological thing where after enough sleep loss or whatever and you're just like whatever man like you know if there was ever a time for a ghost because there's definitely been times i thought my house has been haunted mm-hmm. um just do it man just but no that was just my wife um so another interesting stat from the bills game what is, would you do if you thought your house was haunted what would i do yeah is this just like a haunted house where like they can actually touch you and get to you and hurt you or is it just you know they just annoy you wake you up it's escalating. Oh, it's escalating. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> My first response would be like, I'd sell the house, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. What would you do? That's totally screwing over the next people, man. Oh, whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's got to, the curse has got to move on, right? <laughs> hmm. How come they're never good ghosts? Like they're never, it's like, it's not like, hey man, they don't tell jokes. Like it's always got to be. Ghosts. Good That's ch- your question? They just... well, how come there's no animal ghosts? Yeah, exactly. Insect ghosts. We'd be covered in insects. <laughs> so so you're saying ghosts definitely don't exist because of the following logic, right? Because there's no insect ghosts, correct. Because there's no insect ghosts, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I just saw that spider ghost from that spider I killed last night. <laughs> I knew that was going to come haunt me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow, this podcast is really off the rails. Whatever, this season's off the rails. It's okay. Okay, even though it was a win, you know. Um, <laughs> animal ghosts. Um, so you totally just sell the house, and the next person that comes along, they'd get haunted. Um, there are times I honestly feel like my house is haunted. Like, not joking, not trying to sound dramatic for the podcast. Like, I remember one night um, I couldn't sleep, so I went downstairs in my living room, and I just went to sleep on the couch and I heard footsteps into the kitchen. And I was like, my wife's probably bringing uh, me a pillow, which is really sweet of her. And then, um, you know, you like, you get that feeling like someone's looking around the edge of the doorway, like to, <laughs> to you. And I looked over and there was nothing there. And I went and the dog was in her bed. So it wasn't her. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty creepy. I think I'm going to go upstairs now and go back to bed. But they weren't like, I'm going to kill you. Like there wasn't. Mm. it wasn't like that like that might freak me out i don't know what is there to, to do to combat that though nothing right i don't know and it's always houses it's always at night how come they're never during the day all right let's get out of the uh the ghost haunting thing let's go back into stats of the game zay jones yeah. one reception right. on six targets that's a common sight apparently zay jones has got has caught another case of the yips for today or for this game um jeez rough game for zay jones Rough season. Rough second half of the season for Zay Jones after a few really good games. On the Lions' side of the ball, Matt Stafford, 22 for 29, 208 yards and one touchdown, almost essentially the same exact stat line. 
as Josh Allen. So, hey, you know, if, if, if people are saying that, you know, Matt Stafford is head and shoulders above Josh Allen today, he was not for sure. He was almost the same exact player, literally. Um, Theo Riddick, leading, care, leading rusher for the uh, Lions, eight carries for 47 yards. And Kenny Galladay, like I mentioned earlier, had his way with Travis White in the Bills' secondary. Seven receptions, 146 yards. The guy looks, a re- looks like the real deal. Almost looked like Calvin Johnson reincarnate for the Lions. Um, so, yeah, the Bills had no turnovers, like I mentioned today, which is pretty amazing. Um, and the Bills only allowed one sack, which is good for them. Third down efficiency was pretty good. Time of possession was better. Um, Bills only had three penalties today compared to Detroit's four. Um, yeah, total yardage was almost exactly the same. So, yeah, good game by the Bills all around. Um, there was a few of the plays that stood out to us. When, uh, what, hey, one stat of the game, which still bothers me, um, zero flea flickers attempted today, and that's something that I really wished would be a, a weekly a weekly play. Apparently it hasn't. It's just like our Thanksgiving football here, here, here play, you know? It always makes its way to Thanksgiving football. Yeah. This should, your stance is a flea flicker a game. I would say a flea flicker a drive. <laughs> Keep them honest, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So plays of the game that stood out to us. Um, let's go into uh, the Bills went for it on fourth and two on the Lions' 12-yard line in the third quarter. They were down 13-7. to I thought that was a very gutsy play call by Sean McDermott. It did not turn out to be that. It did not turn out well. Uh, Josh Allen ended up getting sacked, fumbled the ball. It didn't matter. The Bills recovered it because it was fourth down. And so the Lions got the ball right back. So that didn't matter. Um, there was that... Great touchdown run earlier by Josh Allen that we mentioned. The amazing touchdown pass with uh, with just great touch by Josh Allen to Robert Foster. And probably one of the more important plays of the game, one of the plays that helped the Bills seal the victory was um, that Josh Allen 25-yard touch pass to Jason Kroom on second and nine with only 245 left in the fourth quarter. Um, it was just a great play. The Bills got down to the 50-yard line, and it just kind of helped seal the victory. Um, what a great play. By Josh Allen on that on that uh, on that pass, so he's he's able to show that not only can he rifle it in there, but he's also at times this season, the last couple of games specifically, he showed some really great touch on some of those passes. So I mean that's a, that's a great step. We talk about progress with Josh Allen, being able to make all the throws, you know, being able to you know get a lead and and keep the lead and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm I think impressed. most impressively, he's kind of what you already alluded to, like he's making progress week to week. A lot of times we measure progress for young players and year to year, right? Especially when we talk about wide receivers and Zay Jones, like, Oh, hopefully next year. And Oh, we want to see progress year to year, but Allen seems like he makes it week to week. Um, So last week we complimented him on his running, which we needed to stay in and win games. But we also were worried really about, the ability of him to do that week in and week out, right? And it seems like he's making progress in terms of keeping his eyes down the field and not running at the first sign of trouble. Yeah. He proved today that he could win a game by passing, pretty much only passing, besides that one touchdown run, which we mentioned earlier. It was mostly a game one with one on his arm, which was great to see. Something different, you know, pre pre even statistically for Josh Allen to have a 200 yard passing game, but you know, had the one touchdown, no, no turnovers today, which was great. Um, there were a couple of close ones, but 
you know, in the end, it didn't matter. Would you take, if I told you he would be the equivalent of Matthew Stafford, like, would you take that? Oh, 10 times out of 10. Easily. Easily. I mean, I don't think Matthew Stafford is an amazing quarterback, but you could win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. You put the right team around him, don't you think? I think the Lions have always been impressed with his potential, but I don't think he's lived up to his potential. Um, I think he's paid a lot of money, but he's not elite talent. Yeah. Right? He's not Brady or Rodgers or Breeze or would you get to 10 quarterbacks before you got to Matthew Stafford? Yeah, you probably um, would. Yeah, you would and, easily. And for what you get, you pay him. Um, I don't know. It's curious. I'm surprised you say 10 out of 10. Yeah, because I, I think it has a couple of reasons. First of all, is, is the Bills have just had such rough quarterbacks the last season, the last few seasons. I mean, you couldn't say Tyrod or any of those other guys that have been here the last, geez, 18 years, the drought or whatever. How many of them have been even close to Matthew Stafford? Like absolutely none of them. <laughs> so, right. so they haven't, um, so it's, haven't even been close. And then I think about, so like Matthew Stafford is, is your comparable or whatever, you know, just, well, just because you were saying like this game, how, how close how they, were they were, I mean, they're both bigger guys, cannons for arms. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think players could be quarterbacks could be great and have great potential and, and be good quarterbacks, even though they haven't won a Super Bowl or whatever. I think a lot of things have to go in your favor to win a Super Bowl. So I'd never hold that against a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, who I think is probably a Hall of Famer. And because, oh, well, you know, he, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he didn't win a quarterback. Well, a lot of things got to go your way, too, you know. I'd say, I'd say um, I think what Josh Allen is going to be closer to is Cam Newton. I think he's going to be a guy that doesn't have amazing accuracy but has, you know, pretty good playmaking ability and also has the ability to make plays with his legs. And I think that both of those combined that can win games. And I think that's more than actually what Josh or the Matt Stafford has. I hope he becomes the kind of passer that Matt Stafford is. And I hope the bills get a, a wide receiver one. That's like Kenny Galladay at some point, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I do you think over the last couple of games, like for me, the ceiling has gotten higher and higher on Allen. Like at the beginning of the season, I thought they were crazy for taking, Allen over Rosen, right? And we saw today, like Rosen right now sucks. Like he's getting benched, and yeah. But Allen every week, and like, okay, hope at the start, hey, hopefully he's a starter for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, um, I might be a little dis. After today, he can beat Stafford. I might be a little disappointed if he's only a Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Like the ceiling for me keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I mean, I would, I would hope obviously that he'd be better than Matthew Stafford, but I mean, at this point with this coaching staff and the way this front office is drafting guys and bringing in players, I think that a Matthew Stafford like quarterback could get you very far if that's what Josh Allen ends up being. So you think that he has, his ceiling could potentially be higher than Matthew Stafford? Hopefully. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Whereas it's funny. I mean, Cam Newton, MVP, yeah. but he's fallen back to earth a little bit. He's fallen back to earth a little bit, but they've shown that they could even... I mean, the Holy Grail is the top five, right? Like, mm-hmm. Well, how many of those top five are going to be retired in a few years? Like you just mentioned, Brady, Breeze. Be top five. Yeah, Brady, Breeze. Um, who else is Right, up? but then there's there's going to be more. <laughs> oh, yeah, there will always be more, but, you know, those guys will move up a little bit, right? I imagine. Um, but anyway, yeah. You're right, but the progress of Allen is 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 the thing that we're gonna watch, you know, for these next three games. And is he continue to do it? And really, since he's come back from injury, he hasn't taken any huge steps back, 
which you would expect. If I were to tell you that we would have a rookie quarterback and he would continue to do well or at least level off, like, you know, for what has it been, four games in a row? You'd be like, I take that any day of the week. You know, he's showing progress or he's just not taking a step back. Whereas normally these guys definitely take steps back. They definitely regress a little bit. You know, they come back, they show flashes, but then, you know, they come back to earth. And he's done this. And I, I was reading um, something interesting. It was like, you know, Josh Allen's starting, you know, offensive playmakers. You have your wide receiver one is Robert Foster, undrafted free agent. Your wide receiver two is Zay Jones. He's a second round wide receiver. But your third wide receiver is, you know, Isaiah McKenzie is a six round wide receiver. And you're just looking at the talent around him. It's so, I mean, his running back today was an undrafted free agent, Marcus Murphy. And then, you know, after that, it was Keith Ford. It, you know, it was just uh, the his tight end one is Charles Clay, who was a six-round tight end. And then it's Jason Kroon, undrafted guys. And it was just, you know, the amount of talent that he had around him compared to almost every other quarterback in the league is just so little. I mean, there were times where he actually had decent blocking. And he's just standing back there. And I don't think anyone's open. He's just looking, looking, looking. And it's just like, okay, I, I can't stay back here forever. So he tries to make a run or whatever. But Yeah, great point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this is the next step. Um, so uh, every week we do our wall of famer for the game. And uh, it's so, Robert Foster. Who else could it be? <laughs> Robert Foster has got to be at the top of the list, right? He's your wall of famer. Gotta be. He's He's been great. He's been great. I think, I think he's, he'd have to be my wall of fame. Too. Yes. Yeah, so unanimous. But can I give an honorable mention? Shaq Lawson? Shaq, he had a good game. He's coming yeah. into his own. I've been I've been happy with Shaq Lawson. He's finally living up to his potential. Not completely, but he's getting there. Oh, not no, not like you mean original potential? Original potential, not even close. <laughs> no. <laughs> Compared to him almost getting cut in the offseason, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, real good. Real good. <laughs> Um, I, I want to give an honorable mention to Jordan Poyer. There were a couple of really important plays he had oh, at yes, the end of the game yes. that really helped seal the victory. Um, in that fourth quarter, man, he came to play. Yes. Yeah, the fourth quarter, when when the game was on the line, he was clutch. He had just, you know, I, I was very impressed by him today. He was just flying all over the field. Um, that would be my honorable mention. Um, wall of shame of the game. Um, as far as somebody that didn't meet our expectations, somebody that we weren't happy with, um, <laughs> I guess for me, it's gotta be Zay Jones again. I mean, the guy's just got to start catching balls. I mean, I don't know what it is. We talked about it being a case of the yips this week, last week and last season, almost all of last season. How many times did he make our wall of shame last season? If it wasn't him, it was always Mike Tolbert, right? Um, this week though, I got to give it to Zay Jones. Just He's not helping these receivers dropping passes and it, and it was mostly players like Zay Jones. I mean, imagine how much better Josh Allen, how much better Josh Allen's stat line would be and how much better this team would be. So um, it's hard for me to pick somebody on a win Yeah, when they didn't make a terrible game altering play. But as soon as you said Zay Jones, I'm like, yes, that sounds right. <laughs> that is correct. And then all the drops flashed, all the drops of the game flashed, Came back to me in a flash, and yes, yes. so disappointing. So disappointing. Maddening. Maddening. I, I feel like our wall of shame is always taken by either Kelvin Benjamin, special teams, or <laughs> Zay Jones. It's just like, I don't know if we just have to replace one receiver with another, or it's just that obvious. 
Um, but yeah, it's been disappointing for Zay Jones. He really, he, speaking of people that haven't lived up to their potential, he's, he's joining that list. Hopefully next season's a new season. Um, cause we were really excited about him a couple of weeks ago with the way he was playing. He had a couple of really good games he strung together and then he's kind of lost it. So wall of blame for that guy. Um, wall of shame. I thought we covered a lot of things, especially with, um, the special teams really costing the Detroit lions. And it was just very nice to see that it wasn't the Bills special teams costing them for once. Um, we do have a bonus podcast dropping this next week. Um, it's like a Christmas themed Buffalo Bills podcast where we talk a lot about, you know, just things for the Bills next season, um, things we want on, things we have on our Christmas wish list for the Buffalo Bills team for 2019. And then also we're going to replay um, our Christmas movie draft from last season, um, which is still relevant. Not a whole lot of amazing Christmas movies came out this last season, so it's really good um, to talk about that. But So the Bills next week are playing the 7-7 Dolphins in Buffalo at 1 p.m. next Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, a, it's a fun win. Fun win. Didn't mean a lot, but... Um, at the same time, it was progress, which is what we hope for this team. I think we covered everything. Sorry. No, no, there wasn't a lot to this game. Honestly, I was taking notes and I was kind of like, you know, there's not a ton to discuss this game. Um, they ended up winning, obviously. So there's a lot there, but even if they ended up losing, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't going to sway my opinion of the team that much based on the way that they played today. Because I think what I mentioned last week was that even if they lose, I still want them to play as if they is if they could have won instead of completely bailing on the team and losing 40 to nothing like they did earlier this season. So any win that they have is progress. Any loss that's close where just they were just a few plays away from winning like the Miami Dolphins game where Charles Clay dropped the touchdown in the end zone, you know, stuff like that. I think it's I think it's progress. So so I'm okay with that. So all right. It's been a fun podcast, it's been fun talking to you, Mike. Um too bad John isn't here. Um so for Mike, go Bills. So for me, Nate, go Bills. The progress continues. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Check out our podcast uh, for the uh, the Christmas wish list, for Santa's wish list for, uh, for the Bills next season. So we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.